Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Subs Live, Dubs Live, a comprehensive anime podcast. It is your boy, Jay, a.k.a. Versace Vegeta, and I'm here with my dog, D. What's going on, bro? Yo, what's going on, people? What's going on, brother Jay? We are here to bring you some live Subs Live, Dubs Live action. Y'all know what it is. That's right. We're back with yet another one, man. Listen, before we get into it, we absolutely love the reception that we've gotten for our return with last week's episode on Sasuke Eisen. We appreciate y'all. We're glad y'all enjoyed listening in. Uh, Sounds like a lot of people have mad love for Bleach, and I'm not surprised. Really great. Definitely not. Really great characters, uh, and and especially intense villains. So, again, thank y'all. Uh, for showing us love for that, because uh, we got quite a bit more leading into the rest of season three. But before we get into the show, man, my dog D, how you been this past week? I've been doing good, bro. Like, not gonna lie, week been sailing so damn fast. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, dude, when you get it, when you always wrap around this time of the year, things is always moving fast. You ain't even got time now. Rest your eyes without it being the next day. So for the most part, things been easy. Like if things are gonna keep on moving fast, by all means, go ahead. That just means less problems for me to worry about. Hurt, hurt. But I mean, I've been chilling, bro. I've been playing some games. You know, playing some games on my phone. Okay, <laughs> okay. Which one? Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all know. Like, ooh, I, I have to blame this very own podcast because they, <laughs> you know, my folks. Brother Jay, especially, he got me into Dokkan. Hey, like, man, Dokkan, I love it. <laughs> Dokkan is now life. <laughs> Dokkan keeps me moving. Dokkan is the way of life. Y'all see I love it. everything about it, man. It's such a fun game. It's a great way to kill time. It's a great way to keep your brain active, the community for it funny as hell it is ever so funny to see some a group of people just disappointed at one producer it is the funniest thing ever like i feel like i'm welcome that's home when i see when i see the community and it don't even be toxic that's the part of it too it's like people are just like no like logically this is ridiculous what are you doing with this card bro like how can you drop a card that is just known for a great character that just sucks right in the middle of an amazing celebration. They've done so many villains dirty during a celebration to the point where I'm not even expecting. I'm, I'm, I don't, don't tell me about no easy A's, man. Don't tell me about them. They don't exist. I just, those are just free 30 something stones. Seriously, man. You know, I'm telling you, yo, if you awaken in an old card, look, just, okay, all right, I guess. I'll see you later, Omatsu. See you next yeah, month, bro. Yeah, just exactly. Here's hoping that the, the LR for this month ain't some garbage. Because if it is, it ain't going to affect me. I'll just get the banner. But again, I got my eyes on, I got my eyes on him. And it's just been Dokkan playing some old school stuff, Final Fantasy Four, Final Fantasy Six, Chrono Trigger, all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh shit! I have I had this on my phone. I forgot I had downloaded this on my phone. The hits, go play it. The hits really hits. These are classics. 
Very, very much so. These are probably the JRPGs that shaped my life the most. So if I get a chance to play them every time, especially at any time, basically with my phone, I'm gonna do it. So I heard you. I hear you, bro. As a matter of fact, listen, let me let me do a little quick little thing. Listen, uh Square Enix. Uh I know y'all are listening. Uh, I'm very well aware, aware of the fact that y'all, it's on some point, decided to start spying on me because y'all don't put me in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Y'all don't put me <laughs> in Final Fantasy sixteen, And I'm about to be in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. All without me getting a check, by the way. Uh, oh, bang. So <laughs> I, I know that y'all are aware of my existence. So let, let me just say this. I know y'all are not doing shit with Xenogears. So why don't we just put that on mobile the same way y'all put all the other games y'all are not doing shit with on mobile? Bring Xenogears to iOS and Android. That's all I want. Yes, I can already play it in other means on my Steam Deck, but that's not what I'm looking for. Let me play it on my phone. Um, I'm trying to support you. Like, what's going on? I'm just saying, you know. If we can give you some money for it, we'll give you some money for it. I got the discs. The game is never going away. But if y'all would let me pay some money for it, I would gladly get throw y'all a good little 20 grip and get to play it on my phone. Yeah. Do the right thing, Square Enix. I know I gave you trouble a lot. You know, I slander you guys pretty much every year. But if I'm willing to give you some money for some old stuff that I like... Just take the damn money, please. I'm just saying, it's the last out of my three favorite JRPGs of all time. You know what I'm saying? It's the last one that's not on mobile. Just put it there, yeah, please. Put it there. What do you got to lose? You know, acting like there's going to be a net negative. You know, people going to buy it. Stop playing. Man, I'm just saying, bro. But other than that, I mean, I'm glad to hear things are going well with, you know what I'm saying, the mobile gaming, just life in general. Source stuff does fly by really fast. This time of year, because the sun just starts going down so quick, bro. It just feels like you don't have enough time in the day no more. So you really damn don't, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you do one thing, that's it. It's over. And day, day complete. That's something that, you know, tied into my week as well. I felt like, you know, no matter how much, like, I might try to get my work done as early as possible. Uh, when it came to, like, trying to get stuff done for the show, I was like, damn, I don't have enough time. bro. I just don't have enough time. <laughs> Like, no matter what I do, even even if I'm not on Starfield, and I spent less time on Starfield this past week, more time dedicated to JoJo's. But it was just like, yo, damn. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that we're in our 30s or something. I don't know. It just feels like like, we don't be having the same, you know, perception of time. Maybe time's getting accelerated. I don't know. Probably probably it is. I don't know. What under heaven is going on? What under heaven is going on? But I will say, bro, the most exciting thing that happened in my week last week, Dragon Ball Daima, bro. We got a new Dragon Ooh, Ball series wee. on the way. Let's get it. Last week in New York Comic Con, that boy Akio Yoku came on the stage and said, hey, listen, yeah, we know Dragon Ball's 40th anniversary coming right around the corner. So let's give you all a little something, man. We got a new little trailer out for Dragon Ball Daima. New series coming. Looks like he's got some whole new adventures here, man. We got the whole cast from what it seems like all de-aged, you know, 
<laughs> we got a adventure of them having to you know deal with with some folks that seem like they're kind of focused on like the the histories of what was going on on Earth, mostly with what happened with Babidi and Majin Buu. You know, yes. got them leaving the planet to go after whatever's going on. Man, it seems pretty exciting for what we've seen in the trailer, bro. Uh, Daima being like a whole word that my boy Akira Toriyama was like, yeah, nah, listen, like, yeah, Daima, kind of, but nah, this is a whole word we just made up for the damn show, Daima. Which I mean, come on, if you know your dragon, Daimao. yeah, Daimao Piccolo, right? Now we can also think of it as great evil, right? Dai Ma, right? Which Babidi would have been considered as Majibu would have been considered as. You know what I'm saying? So it could go one a couple of ways here, man. I'm really excited, bro. What are your thoughts on it? I'm excited for the most part. I always get excited when Toriyama decides to touch up on his work. Like I don't, I don't, I'm never disappointed when I hear Toriyama's willing to work on something Hell related yeah. to Dragon Ball. Like again, it's the Mac Daddy, Sky who did this, started this up on his own. I'm here to see him continue to work. And if he has another take of something that you may think has been already done, I would like to see him do it himself. You know, I would like to see. I would like to see him involved in that. That's an interesting take, brother. That's an interesting take. Let, let, I, I, let's get to it, man. Because listen, I've seen a whole lot of Dragon Ball GT comparisons. I've seen a whole lot of. We've seen this before. We've seen them be kids. We've seen them go into space. But this is somehow just them doing GT over again. I don't know. I, uh, uh, beyond them being little, and there being space in a trailer. That's where the comparisons begin and end for me, personally. Uh, yeah, because like I, you said, if we've got Toriyama on hell, I seem to remember there being no Toriyama during GT. Exactly. Toriyama, he, he, drew, he, he drew one thing and that's it. said, all right, how about your boys? I'm on retirement. You know what I'm saying? Like, so even if it was that, which <laughs> I'm just going to be real, it's obviously not, right? Uh, but even yes. if it was that, damn, you got Toriyama to him. What, what's wrong with that, right? Uh, and then look, I'm just gonna be, I gotta be frank. We're a part of a community here, you know, just um, amongst people online and of the world, the Dragon Ball fan community. And uh, there's a lot of times I don't see eye to eye with my compatriots within the Dragon Ball fan community. At large, right? I've been at war with them forever. And Once. I just want to say, I hope y'all ready to be wrong again because y'all got a track record of fucking being wrong. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I remember I've been here a long, 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 long time. Okay. D, I know you've been here a long, 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 long time. Okay. So correct me when I'm wrong here. Uh, Dragon Ball Super 2015. We got an announcement for that. There was no trailer. By the way, it was nope. just a little fucking picture. A we didn't picture even get to see, <laughs> we didn't even get to see animation. By the way, I seem to just remember this trailer being two minutes of animation that's clearly been done. Yeah, very detailed trailer. Very detailed, oh. very well animated trailer. Like some of Toei's best, by the way. Yeah, they man. 
That shit was sharp. Real sharp. Now, do you remember the reaction to just the picture of Dragon Ball Super? Everybody swore it was going to be like the greatest thing ever. I mean, it was, the, the Dragon Ball's back. I mean, look, I did too, right? How could we yeah. not, right? But that's the one time mm. I, just like everybody else, was wrong. We didn't get to enjoy Dragon Ball Super for like a year. For real. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. If, if, you got, if you got any common sense in your brain, you didn't really enjoy Dragon Ball Super until what? The Universe 6 tournament? Yeah, pretty much. Maybe everything was, a, everything was a rehash. I and mean, then, for the first, I'm not going to lie. I did enjoy the first two episodes. I really did like them. They're a little bit wholesome. But yeah. if I, I, I wasn't really seeking, you know, Dragon Ball Slice of Life, even though those are some of my favorite parts of Dragon Ball. Yeah. I was really expecting, like, hey, what's that shit I saw in the movies? Give me more of that, but not the movies. <laughs> and then they they said, so okay. you want that? Well, here let's start you off with the movies, just with worse animation. Long story short, man, look, we were wrong there. Okay. Then let's go forward to what 2022? Dragon Ball Super Superhero trailer comes out. 3D looking a little shaky. <laughs> What's everybody oh, saying? Oh, it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna, oh, be, it's ass. gonna be ass. It's gonna be the worst <laughs> fucking Dragon Ball movie of all time. Like, like everything. Before. Oh, this is ass CGI. Ew. Like what? Bro, they didn't even. They didn't even try to give it a chance. And what did we they get? Were amazing movie, by the way. <laughs> amazing five out of five fucking movie, by the way. Fantastic yeah. fucking movie. Fantastic. This is BB. Piccolo and Gohan's great adventure, by the way. Yeah. The Piccolo showcase that everybody was demanding if you if you were a fan of this character. And y'all are wrong. You, like, don't, do y'all see the history going? Do y'all see the like, history? It's a whole lot of, it's it's a lot 2023, of and I see where the reactions are. And all I'm saying is y'all are going to watch the first week. And then you're going to watch the second week. And then by the second week, you'll have decided whether you're going to keep watching or not. And I'm talking to like 95% of y'all. You're going to keep watching. The other 5% of you, you're contrarians. I can't help for that. You you wake up a hater. That's fine. That's okay. Like, I don't... That, that's how life goes for you. That's okay. And that's fine. But like, heal. You'll eventually join the 95%. I promise. It's going to be great. It's like, here, I, here I am. Jay, Versace Vegeta, October 2023, telling y'all a year ahead of time, Dragon Ball Diamond is going to be that shit. You can hop on the train right now ahead of time and be right with me. Or, you know, let time prove you're wrong. Either way, I'm just telling you now, Dragon Ball Diamond, I'm excited. Fall 2024 is going to be a great time. It's going to be amazing, man. Just... Give it a chance. I'm gonna be fair. Like, if you had cons, first of all, I don't see the concerns. The only thing you can see is probably uh, the the complaints. If you wanted a super, you know, I get it. I get it. it. But to say that this is just complete failure, no, it's just a concept that may or may not be very entertaining for the most part. I think that it's going to be hilarious. 
because Toyama is one one motherfucker that loves gags, and I think having everybody as kids probably gonna produce some of the most funniest moments in Dragon Ball. And for me, that's probably you know that's that's a good enough reason for me. And from the animation, from just even the glimpses of you know combat in the animation, it's gonna be top notch. So if I'm getting the gags that I love from the original Dragon Ball. Uh-huh. And I'm getting the animation that's on point. Like I'm talking about real crisp. Uh-huh. I ain't really got much complaints, man. Trust me. I'm not. Same. This Listen. doesn't have any effect on the, the main story. So realistically, you should just be looking at this as extra content. If you're a fan of Dragon Ball, again, this is just something to keep you occupied to watch. Like that's it. I don't see any complaints. That's it, man. The the GT talks. Confuse me. This has nothing to do with anything. This isn't affecting GT. What you saw in two thousand in the two thousands that happened basically in ninety six in Japan. This has nothing to do with anything in the year twenty twenty. It's not well, when this airs. This is not Toriyama's not done again. Toriyama's back has been back. Has been really influencing a lot of things. This is not Toei's brain. You know, a master scheme to get a, you know, beat a dead horse. In fact, Dragon Ball is more rejuvenized than it's ever been. If the complaints were maybe, again, 30, well, 20 something years ago, where Dragon Ball was like really drawn out in Japan and people are just genuinely tired of seeing Dragon Ball, I understand. But Dragon Ball, you have to understand, it is at its height it's ever been. Keep in mind, it's bigger than it was when we were kids. <laughs> this is gonna be—it's gonna be amazing. They know who they're marketing to. They know they have a reputation to uphold. You think they're just gonna throw out some slop for you guys? You know how critical y'all get. It ain't that. This ain't the time to just throw out a piece of piece of turd on the wall and say, "Here, take it." Like, no, they know better. They're not targeting not one fan base. They're targeting two areas. Worldwide. In Japan. They got two. They got two people they got to worry about. Damn, don't worry. Stop stressing. All I'm saying is y'all had two decades to realize that Funimation presents Dragon Ball Z is not really Dragon Ball Z. Okay? And y'all had two decades to realize that the guy who made Dragon Ball Z is a fucking goofball. So... Let, let's get with the program, okay? <laughs> but let, let's learn how to be more than just Dragon Ball Z fans, and let's learn how to be Akira Toriyama fans. Because at the end of the day, Akira Toriyama is going to give you Akira Toriyama shit. And if you expect anything different than Akira Toriyama shit from Akira Toriyama, go watch Funimation Presents Dragon Ball Z. It's still there. I promise you. It's, it's not gone away. Shit's never leaving, man. To find it is always going to be at your disposal. So your 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 favorites they ain't leaving. You still have the chance to look at them. We're not in the end times. This is not an it's not a rad, We're not eradicating old Dragon Ball by any means. We're just trying to spice it up. God damn it! So with that said, this week we present to you <laughs> one of the greatest villains of all time in all of anime. He is the seeker of heaven. He is the one who is made in heaven. That man, Enrico Pucci, 
JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean's own. We're really excited to be able to get into this villain because this is one who, you know, unlike a lot of different villains where maybe their goals are something where they're driven on based on like a simple ideology, this is what happens when a man's ideology becomes twisted without him ever even knowing it. And is so convicted by it that he's willing to make the world changed within his view. Really excited to get into it, man. So stick with us right after the break as we get into Father Enrico Pucci. The true difference between a human and an animal is nothing less than whether or not they desire to go to heaven after they die. People should live their lives in such a manner that they'll be led into heaven. For that is the beauty inherent in the nature of humankind. D. Do you believe in gravity? Most deaf. Do you believe that gravity brings people together? A a certain character would say otherwise, but I believe it does. I certainly believe that it's gravity that brings people together. Gravity is what brought this show together. You know what I'm saying? Think Mm -hmm. about it. I'm just a random person on the internet from the middle of Texas. You're another person on the internet from New York. No way we should have, you know what I'm saying, without modern technology. Should we have ever been able to come together and make this art? Actually, fucking not. But because of the gravity of Akira Toriyama, of uh, the the love for 80s and 90s anime, just being some cool-ass niggas in general, yeah. here we are able to do this. And I want to start there with the, the that concept, man, because that's something that, you know, the moment he met Dio, this young priest, whole life changed just from tripping over a man's foot in the middle of a church. Ain't that what? She's astounding. You know, it, it's, it's, it's really intense when, you know, when you take into consideration, right? D.L. Brando, the main villain of parts one and three of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like when you just look at the events that he took place in, there's like a good amount of missing time there, right? Because, you know, we don't see him the whole time during part three, you know, Jotaro and them, they're, they're looking at after where they can find him. This man was clearly around the world for even some period of time before they found out that he had escaped out of his uh, underwater grave, you know? And at some point, this wild boy made his way to Florida of all places. What <laughs> the shit would happen in Florida? You know what I'm saying? Some crazy shit would happen in Florida. Right, this is this does not surprise me one bit. Like it's it's wild to think that like one day while Poochie, this young priest, was you know cleaning in an ossuary, he was just like startled whenever he stumbled upon Dio's feet underneath the table, and Dio, this vampire. 
You know what I mean? Like this this person mm-hmm. who's very vicious. We've never seen him hold a conversation with anybody, let alone want to be around another person. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's like, yo, like this priest, he's, he's sitting here reading a book about, you know, someone who left the clergy. Like, what are you doing reading about that? <laughs> exactly. And like just like the the dichotomy of who Enrico Pucci seemed to be at first glance is what kind of startled Dio. And he was like, all right, what's this human about? And like, just in enticing him, asking him what he feels about, you know, the idea that gravity brings people together. The fact that Enrico Pucci's foot was injured, and Dio was able to heal it before vanishing. So that's something that Pucci would see as an act of God. But in that same moment, he made sure to give Pucci an arrowhead that he said, yo, listen, man, if you ever want to seek out what I've been telling you here, this whole thing about gravity and just the truth in general, seek me out, man. But keep this arrowhead in time. You'll know what to do with it. And it's just like, it's so interesting because he was he very intrigued. We just left and the dude was like, wait a second. Yo, wait, my foot's healed. Hold up. What's going on? Like, bro, you are... Are you Jesus? Yeah, for real. You can definitely think that's what he thought in that moment, you know? To the point where he, he even goes, Dio, like, you're, you're the king of kings to me. Like, I legitimately love you as I love God, which is an insane statement to say, by the way. This is, mind you, Fuji's very religious. He is a priest, after all. And for him to say that, that's a little bit too much of a devoted figure in his life, to say the least. Exactly. Like this is someone who had wound up spending his whole childhood studying towards being a priest because he just thought on a philosophical level. It was something where he would think based on the fact that he had a twin brother that had died, he would always think about fate and inequality, thinking like, why did I live? Why did he die? Right. And that sort of faith in those questions is what led him to seek out priesthood through Catholicism. And it's just interesting that the moment he meets this character that, you know, we as the viewers, the readers, we know, like, this is the most evil person you could possibly come across. This is the devil in human form, basically. Like, and he just enticed you to believe, like, yo, like, that's the person who you should put your faith in. Yo, that's a twisted <laughs> start to somebody's entire origin right there, boy. My goodness. This one linked up done changed the whole stratosphere of a universe. My God. I'm saying, like, for one time in the 80s, two dudes met in a church. Two dudes met in a church. And, and this vampire of the collector found himself not only a disciple, but I, to me, a friend as well, because they, for the most part, they were a lot, they were with each other. So long. Yeah. I've never seen I've never seen Dio spend that much time with anybody <laughs> before, apart from Jonathan. And, so yeah, and and that, mind you, when he was living with Jonathan, you know they were humans at the time. That was yeah, exactly. This is the eighteen hundred. He had no choice. They, he was living in Jonathan's home. Yeah, yeah. Where was he gonna go? <laughs> so Pucci as a vampire spending any time with another human being, you know, discussing ideological views with them, just already sounds like a stretch of the imagination, right? That is how close Pucci was to Dio. And that is how yeah. also Pucci revered him. 
Yeah, it was was genuine mutual respect. And I I honestly believe that Dio trusted and confided in him. Yeah. Mind you, Dio's like, again, we know the character of Dio. If you've watched JoJo Bizarre's adventure, you know how Dio is. So for him to be this talkative to somebody calm, you'd almost believe, like, maybe Dio's not really trying to be as, as manipulative as he usually is. But. Lo and behold, it some shit still happened. We'll get to it, but yeah. A whole lot happens. Now, about a year later, right? You know, we get to that point to where he then, while he's cleaning the church, there's a woman that comes into the confessional booth, right? And she asks to be heard. And he's like, yo, I'll go get the priest. But she wants to talk right away. And she basically tells him at one point in time, she had a child and her child had been sick and died right after childbirth. However, there was another family who had given birth in the hospital where they had twin boys. She swapped out her dead baby boy for one of the twins. And she took the baby and raised him as her own. Poochie was like, wait a second, you just like, you know, he's thinking to himself, the day she just described is the day of my birth. And I have a twin brother that died. And he's like, so who's the family that you took him from? And she's like, it's a rich family that lives in another town, the Poochie family. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, buddy. That's wild. You know, because <laughs> she's sitting there questioning. Like, she's like, I'm about to die. Should I tell my son? Like, should I just go and, and risk him hating me? You know, my son who loves me dearly, or should I just carry this to the grave? Right. And like even Poochie, like he he was kind of like stricken to learn of the fact that his brother's out there. But more of the fact that, you know, he had to stick to the the privacy of the confession. He's just like, well, I got to just tell her to just make her own choice. You know, Yep. now. Typically, with most of these characters, we wouldn't be going into their backstories, but this is so, so important that we... Uji's backstory is like, it has to be talked about. We got to start here because without that, everything else are just things that happen, right? And starting here is the best point. So I want to just continue a little bit further because not too long after that, He had a younger sister who fell in love with a guy that she met in town named Wes Bloomerine. That man that his sister was dating was actually his thought to be dead twin brother. And while Poochie was going around just making sure his sister was okay, he was like, oh, shit, that's actually my brother. Uh, I can't I I don't want my sister to, to be hurt because this is, you know, not so. It's not so legal, not so, you know, it's really frowned upon, you know. Yeah, this is really, this is, really this nasty. Is, this is nasty. Very nasty. nasty. You know? Like, we're, we're in Florida. We're not in Alabama. Yeah. This is nasty. So, so he's, caught in a, he's, he's caught in some shit right now. Yeah. So, Poochie, you know, thinking he's going to be a, big, a good big brother, he reaches out to a private investigator, and he's like, yo, just look. For these two people, it just forced them to break up. I don't want my sister hurt or nothing. I just want there to be a reason for them to break up. Now, mind you, they're in Florida. 
because it just so happens that that private investigator that he hired is a member of the clan. Man, he dead hired somebody from the Ku Klux Klan. Ain't that some shit? And it just so happens that the woman who raised good old West Blue Marine had married a black man prior to the time that she had raised Wes. So clearly he's mixed and huh, Clan can't that have that. Shit. That mean no shit. A half-breed is still... You know how this goes. I don't got to be into too detailed with that. You Yo, ain't safe because you got a little bit of white in you. <laughs> it's definitely they only see it the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Most, so most dev. They did what them good old boys down in, in Florida what they did back then. <laughs> And uh, they they kidnapped West. They beat him. They shot him. They hung him with a noose over a cliff. You know what I'm saying? Like real, real terrible imagery. Honestly, real. But it's like real, yo, this real is real nasty shit. This is this is really bad. And they and they beat Perla, Enrico Pucci's younger sister, very bad too. And the next morning, she threw herself over a cliff. That same cliff that he was hanging over after she cut him down because she thought. That our man West Blue Marine had passed away, but sadly he did have a faint pulse and lived on from that. That next morning, Pucci found the police and, and other rescue teams there trying to, you know, discover her body in the river. And when they did, he crawled over to her and he was just so sad. He was, he just remembered the the moment where Dio told him, like, yo, in your moment of despair, like in your moment where Things are at your lowest. Like, reach out for me. He's calling out. In a moment where he should be calling out for God. Yeah, mind you. <laughs> the, the irony. Remember when I said, this man loves Dio as much as he's loved God. Now, Dio has certainly taken the place of God in this man's head. By all means. And in that moment, he calls for Dio. You know, it's just like, yo, like that just shows you how far gone he is. But in that faded moment, that arrowhead that Dio had given him in their meeting pierced Pucci right through the throat. And he was able to awaken his stand power. Stands being the physical manifestation of one's soul, given specific abilities that match the inner depths of what that character is at their core. I think that's about the best way you could explain it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about the best way you could wrap it up. That said, in that moment, he noticed a, a CD, a disc, sticking out of his sister's head. And that disc was the disc of her memory, basically. Um, he realizes that his stand's power gives him the ability to remove people's memory from their minds in the form of discs. His stand being the stand named White Snake. So Pucci decides, you know, listen, I got to go follow Dio. That's all I can do. So before he decides he's going to go do that, he decides he has to wrap up one last loose end and deal with his twin brother, West Blue Marine, who was absolutely furious because in the moment where he was getting attacked by the Klan, uh, the private investigator said, you know, her brother hired me to do this. So 
it's whatever, man. <laughs> this is just me doing out what I got to do because we don't like none of y'all kind around here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that man Wes held on to that part because the moment he saw her twin brother, he was like, yo, what's good? <laughs> like, this is what you wanted? This is what you wanted? I don't even want to live no more, man. Like, this shit sucks. And him, shit is tough, bro. Him being a twin brother of Enrico Pucci also had awakened the stand in the same moment where Pucci had in his stand weather report had awakened. Now, look, it was going to be a really bad time for Pucci, but Pucci made it quick and he removed Wes's memory disc from his head, leaving Wes to no longer know who he was. Um, now only going by weather report. And he was then sentenced to jail, thanks to, of course, Enrico Pucci's doing, with him thinking he's just going to leave his brother there forever. Where's brother of the year goes to? <laughs> Absolutely, dog. Absolutely. The worst brother of the year, dog. Especially twin brother at that, dog. That's your twin, man. But you got to look at it from Pucci's point of view. This man is he is in he is in some shit. <laughs> He's in some shit that he not you out of all the villains in JoJo. My man has gone through it too much, <laughs> too much. Man, it's it's just so much to the point to where this guy he decides to go on that life of treachery. He decides to follow Dio, and Dio you know entrusts him with a few things along the way. He Dio tells him, like, hey, look, man, I have found that if humans could just live with simple peace of mind, never have to worry about their future, never have to worry about things in general, that would be a perfect world. That would be my vision of heaven. And I think I know how to achieve that. But we'll get to that later. Because along that lines, he still also tells him, look, I'm in some hot shit. One day, I might be dead. So, I'm going to leave you a foot bone. Rather strange thing to leave behind. But he leaves him a bone from his foot. And he says, yo, one day, if you need to use this, bring me back. Here you have it. Eventually, Dio goes off and gets into the adventures of Stardust Crusaders. While Enrico Pucci goes back to become a priest at the Green Dolphin Street Prison in Florida, where for the next (laughs) years, he becomes a head priest and decides to use his time there collecting the stands of people who will be in the prison so that way he can get the right powers to be able to achieve that heaven that Dio sought upon him. Some sick shit going on. <laughs> this is some sick shit. One man's supposed to be a priest of God, by the way. Yeah. But now Dio has played the role of God. And this heaven that was so, in parentheses, so elegantly told by him. That's all that's on his brain, man. He's far gone. You feel bad for him because of his backstory, but he's yeah. told the past of infant. And I, I would understand 
you know, being a little bit delusional, this guy, DL, came at the right time, right place for his life. But you know you're doing wrong, gangster. You did wrong. You've been moving wrong. Shit. I'm really happy that DL didn't get to give him the damn diary at the time. Oh, yeah. it would have been some real. It would have been some real problems. We'll speak about that diary later on. But yeah, it's a good thing he ain't get that from the jump. Honestly, you know, now that we have broken down his backstory, let's get into the important things because we don't need to go into the entire story of Stone. Absolutely. We're really just here to focus on Enrico Pucci, but it is important to know what things led to the point where he is now the main villain, because without that, it's just like, okay, so it's just a priest in a prison? Priest in a prison. Ain't teaching about God. He's teaching. He's doing some other shit. Now, let's go back into Dio's diary for a moment, you know, because that sort of is like the linchpin to everything that happens from this point on, right? Mm-hmm. Around the point of Stardust Crusaders, Jotaro did find Dio's diary. And in it, he found this plan to attain heaven, right? And there were specific key words that were in the diary. There was uh, Dio saying that he needed to have the souls of 36 sacrificed sinners, right? And that when he would engrave those key words into his stand, then something new would be born. And that once the person that uttered those 14 phrases and awakened that new thing, if they went to 28 degrees, 24 minutes north latitude and 80 degrees, 36 minutes west longitude, wait there for the new moon, that would be the time for heaven. This is so convoluted trip right here. That's what I'm saying. It's nice. My God. What was he cooking in his last moments? He was like on some shrooms. He was on something <laughs> wild, bro. Because Dio is just writing these things that are just like, what? What does this mean? What? The average person. I know Jotaro's looking at this shit. Oi, oi. <laughs> what is this? And that man Jotaro just burned that up. He was like, hey, man, listen. <laughs> I don't know what this means, but don't know nobody need to know this. <laughs> Ain't nobody need this, man. Sad thing is, though. Now we know that there's a guy who can just take your memories out of your head in a disc. And if there's one person on the planet that would know Dio's secret to achieving heaven, the guy that knows that that secret exists somewhere is definitely going to go after that disc. Jotaro, you fucked up. You know what I'm saying? This is where we begin. This man's streak of just villainy, bro. Like, it literally starts right at the beginning of Stone Ocean. We find out that Jotaro's daughter has been dating one of Dio's followers. (laughs) And he straight up set her up to get sent to the Green Street. Awesome. Awesome. Be my good she ain't do shit, man. Oh man. Like how despicable, bro. Like she didn't do a damn thing. She's just like this 17-year-old girl just gets hemmed up, now thrown in prison, all because of somebody else's plot. <laughs> 
But now my man Enrico Cucci, you know what I'm saying? He's moving. He's got access. He's like, yo, yeah, no, nah, I've, I've got Jotaro's daughter in here. So now all I got to do is wait for Jotaro to show up. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> yeah, we eating right now. This is an easy plan. It's all according to Kiku right now. And sadly, at least the part of the plan with him getting Jotaro's memory disc goes off without a hitch, bro. Because the moment Jotaro comes in to visit Jolene within the prison, a whole trap gets set up on him. And my man uses his stand White Snake to take that disc right out of Jotaro's head. And boom. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we got the secret <laughs> to heaven, baby. We all Ooh. good. <laughs> Everybody else is useless now. <laughs> now, of course, this means at this point, our girl Jolene, she's like, yo, my dad got caught up in some shit. I don't know how to even explain this. You know what I mean? And of course, now she winds up awakening her stand early on in, into the story. And then this, at this point, is where my man Pucci winds up going through the schemes that he does throughout the series in order to eliminate Jolene. Uh, a lot of the planning that my man goes through of setting up different criminals within the prison uh you know, to, to come across her or to try to stop her. Like that is something where I feel like in a, a lot of villains case, they usually have like a murderer's row of like, Oh, I know you, these are my like, like Dio for instance. Right. <laughs> he had all these different stand users uh, set out throughout the world. And then as well as through Egypt, because he knew Jotaro and his crew would come across these people. Right. So you get those sort of similarities in part six, where instead of it being around the world, it's all within the prison, right? What I really dig about this is that at first glance, Poochie has nothing to do with any of this, other than the fact that we saw as viewers, the fact that he's the one who is responsible for taking the, the, the stand disc and the memory disc away from Jotaro. That, that is all. To the common reader, he is just a fucking priest. But, you know, the fact that Jolene, she was able to get the stand disc. So now at this point, my man Poochie is like, nah, look, I got to get both. So that way we ain't worried about nothing. And I got to get rid of this man's daughter because these damn Joe stars. They get on my skin. They've been getting in Dio's way for about a hundred some odd years at this point. I gotta get them. I gotta eradicate all Joe stars. <laughs> yeah, that's I see what Lord Dio dealing with now. That's the crazy part. Because she winds up being just this ultimate fucking opposition to him and everyone that he winds up sending against Jolene. But my man is such a great villain because we see this man lose his cool often. Like every time <laughs> things go wrong, he's hit, sitting there having to like count prime numbers to try to like cool himself down. <laughs> that boy got that Dio temper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, in, in like at least this man can like cool himself down to a degree, but like when things don't go right, like he immediately starts to lean on his faith that fate is pointing him in the right direction. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what makes him such an interesting villain in the fact that, like, you can't tell this man he's wrong at any given point. Nah. Nope. You know, nope. there's there's points later on, like, when his brother winds up getting his memories back. When Weather Report winds up facing off against Enrico Pucci. And he tells him straight up, like, you're evil and you don't even see it. And that dude's like, what are you saying? I'm just trying to attain heaven for all humanity. I want, I want, like, literally, I just want the best for you guys. Like, this is a sick freak. And at every single corner, the man thinks, okay, even if my plan goes wrong, it's still going right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no for an answer. That doesn't, but the word no does not exist. It really doesn't. Now, eventually, Jolene does wind up getting Jotaro's stand disc away from the island, back to the Speedwagon Foundation, because Jotaro, my man's in a coma. He needs his stand and his soul back. You know, basically, his, his soul, because it, the memory disc is essentially that. Uh, yeah. So that way he can live again. And a man, Pucci, you know, he's still like, yo, look, I still got to carry out this plan to achieve heaven. doesn't matter that that stand disc is gone. And along the lines, sort of starts to like lose sense of his faith. Sort of starts to question like, yo, like I, I know I have to head towards that place that Dio set for me to to go to achieve heaven, but like things are just going crazy along the way. Like w- at what point do I know that I'm headed down the right direction? And, and no sooner than that, like he comes across three of Dio's illegitimate sons in the middle of Florida. What the fuck? What the The timing. Why, first of all, Dio, I know this is a part of your plan. I know you didn't want no damn kids, but for them to just be randomly in Florida, it's some real funny shit. It's like, yo, Dio, what was you doing, bro? You're a wild boy. That boy just having kids. And meanwhile, the most important kid, he ain't nowhere. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you, Giovanni? Where are you? And it's just like, yo, man, like, he does this entire plan of resurrecting the the body piece that Dio had left of him. He's able to create this green baby that has a Joestar star mark on it. And like, it's like, yo, I, I don't know what this means, bro, but the plan in motion, dog. Yeah, this shit, like, I believe again. <laughs> and the, the 14 phrases that were in that passage that were written in Dio's diary, he reads the 14 phrases and he's able to fuse with that baby. And immediately, like his hairline gets like the Joe Star Star Mark. Like, it's, it's the coldest shit. It's like, that's how you know, like, nah, I reach all Pookie Black. Yeah, like, nah, the yeah, moment, like, yeah. the moment <laughs> he got some new powers, he hit up the Dominican barber in Florida and he said, line yeah, my, my shit up, bro. My man Swaggy got the designs on his face. I don't know what happened. <laughs> this boy different. And he's like, look, man, now it's on the Cape Canaveral, right? just like the poem said, man. I got to go mm-hmm. wait for the new moon to achieve heaven, bro. This man was, he was with it. But like I said before, like the real thing that 
even leads him down this path is that he is so stuck to that faith of if I just follow the steps that Dio gave me, I will achieve heaven. I don't even know how this heaven gonna turn up. By the way, he's just going off of hearsay. He don't even know because he exactly. lo- because he lo- he loves Dio so much. Dio changed his life for the best in his in his eyes. Really dragged him to infamy and shame. But because again, he loves Dio so much, he's just following this shit blindly. My goodness, and it's nuts, dude. Because this is something where his entire convictions are just so self-grandized. Like everything he says along the way that you can see this man like really finding himself inspired by or using as words to drive himself with his will. At the core of it, it's all kind of bullshit. Yeah, it's just like it's just delusion at this point. But my God, is it motivating this man? And Dio's entire way of thinking just is still living through Enrico Pucci at this point. You know, it's this is where that conviction just leads him down to following another plan that he doesn't even understand the whole way through. It's pretty nuts. Like, like when you really think about it, like the, most of the villains that we cover, like they're very self-assured. They know exactly what they have heading ahead of them. But this man's a follower. This is blind faith in, in all of this fashion right here. And, my, and he's seeing through it, bro. He's seeing through it. Don't think through it. It's, it's something where... He, all of this is just that blind faith in God that he has that he doesn't see it as anything else. This is just trials and tribulations for him. So much to the point that when he finally does come across his, his brother in Orlando, you know, Heavy Weather's power is just like damaging basically everyone within its area. Like it's casting these rainbows that turn people into snails. It's, it's changing the weather in wild effects it's nuts it's not go watch it's, yeah, it's no notion please 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 this part is so vital i'm not even gonna lie when i was reading i started getting emotional bro because this is not this has not happened so far from the parts one through five ain't nothing like this ever happened at all because it's like you have this you have his twin brother that has this like dark twisted backstory of Falling in love with a woman that he didn't know was his sister. And, you know, having her commit suicide and him getting the revenge on the people who, who you know, tried to kill him. And him living without his memories, just being lost. But at his core, is just such a good person, right? On the edge, at first glance, he's a dude that even has, like, devil horns on his hat. Like, he looks like somebody who's just, like, the roughest person you can come across. But then you have Enrico Pucci. At first glance, he's a priest. At first glance, he works in a prison to help people. First glance, he just wants to help humanity achieve heaven. It's so like, it's so twisted. Like the concept is like, oh, you're a villain, but you really are not supposed to be, man. Like, I know you just want the best. You've been through some shit. You had a tragic backstory. You don't ever want to experience that again. And you're so devoted into leaving this guy who thinks 
he has the answer and the solution to all of this. You're just willing to go through hell and betray anybody. Get into in just pure lines of infamy just to see this go through. It's sad, honestly. Like you almost feel bad for him. You do as a whole. Like I pity I I, I pity Pucci. I'm not gonna lie, I pity him. Of all the villains that we've covered, even throughout past seasons, I pity, I really pity Pucci, man. And it's wild because this whole time he goes through this entire plan just moving forward. He's just like, yo, I have to get to Dio's ideal heaven, even if it means killing my brother, even if it means having to kill Jolene and all her friends, because by his mind, the moment anything in his plan goes right, it was done by fate. Fate led him to that point. And that's what makes it so sick is that there's nothing that can happen other than his undoing that will lead to him realizing that, hey, yo, this fate that you have is twisted. This fate you believe in, it's wrong. It is. You lost sight in who you are, man. And whether, like Mother Report said it best, the kind of evil that doesn't realize that it's evil is the worst kind of evil there is. Who do you are that? You're the embodiment of that. Now, this entire concept of gravity that we started it on, it plays a really big part in all of this because where Dio explained with those coordinates that he listed in his diary is at the point of Cape Canaveral, the Kennedy Space Center for NASA. The reason the Kennedy Space Center was even built where it is, this is another reason why I love JoJo's because the world framing is based on how the world really works half the time. It's just he makes things happen within the world that are bizarre. Yeah. Kennedy Space Center is built at the lowest point of gravity on the earth because at that point like right there like it's right at sea level like it's it's somewhere where like gravity sorts of tilts based on the the currents of the the ocean but i digress that's literally why he has it there because it's where gravity has the least amount of pull and on the new moon it should trigger the power that would awaken after Pucci has now fused with the green baby. As he gets closer to Kennedy Space Center, my man starts looking weak. He starts looking like he's going through it. He's like, oh God, I feel like sick. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just like sweating. Like he, he's just, he, he just looks like disheveled almost, right? And at that moment, his stand is basically just evolved. And he can't make any sense of it. Until he starts seeing people at the Kennedy Space Center being pushed away from him. And when I say pushed away, I don't mean like they're being pushed like on their side. Like they're being violently pulled in directions away from him. Like a man hits like a guardrail and like it's violently thrown in some spikes. A woman gets thrown into the roof. It's sick. It's getting sick. And basically, he's the center of a gravitational anomaly at this point, right? And his stand 
has now evolved from White Snake into Sea Moon. Now, White Snake by itself just had the ability to extract those discs of either your memory or your stand outside of someone and also be able to insert them uh, into others however he sees fit. Sea Moon don't do nothing like that. Bro, not even close. Like anything within a good like few mile range is just like flipped on its side. Like like gravity is just switched around. So imagine, you know, your feet are on the ground right now. Well, suddenly they could be shifted to where, you know, the ground is now up or the ground is to your left or the ground is to your right. And it's all based on whichever way Poochie himself is positioned because he can move freely within gravity now. Like the man can walk. He's he's moving through it. You cannot, you cannot, like literally he's untouched. He's supposed to be untouchable at this point. And it's something where if, if he walks on the wall and his head's facing left, well, his up is now where everything else is going to get pushed towards. So mm-hmm. it, no matter what direction he's in, you're going to get shifted in gravity. How do you fight a man like that? Like, Jolene barely could figure that out. Jolene is stuck on stupid right now. Also, anything he hits... It's flipped inside out. (laughs) Like, think about how crazy that is. Like, if he punches something, it gets turned inside out. It gets, like, literally, like, for instance, at one point, he punches Jolene's fingers, and her hand gets turned inside out. turns inside out. Like, a person can turn inside out (laughs) because of this thing. That's kind of insane. Like she wound up having to use some like astrophysics and science <laughs> in order to get around that. Like that's how nuts this man's power is. It's getting scary right now. Very like he's 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 stepping into unknown territories of like, okay, we haven't seen this kind of strength before. Deal, Very. okay. We know, yes, stop time, da da da. Kira's Kira. Diwala, yeah, not to talk about him. And the rest, but this, too scary. Too, too scary. Too, too scary. You know what I'm saying? This shit not affecting a town or anything like this. This is affecting everything. (laughs) And the fact that, like, how do you, you you can't just naturally say, like, oh, I know how to fight this. Like, it's gravity, bro. It's gravity? How do you fight gravity? It gets to a point to where her dad, Jotaro, now he's good again. You know what I'm saying? Both the discs have been returned to him. And he's trying to use his time to, to freeze to try to fight against Poochie. And even that, like, is not really doing too, too That's much. doing much, bro. He got a punch in. Ooh. He got a cool punch in. He knocked my man Poochie into some, some scaffolding. My man Poochie was all bit. I will say he mm-hmm. did hit him. We're a pretty hard punt, bro. He yeah. he did knock him, bro. He knocked him silly. But it, in that moment, my man, he was tilted upside down on the ground. And he was looking up at the sky. And he's like, you know what? Man, fuck this. I got this shit figured out. <laughs> and he jumps on a space shuttle. <laughs> it just lets gravity or the 
the lack thereof lift him up into the air and decides, you know what? Fuck waiting for the new moon. I'm going to create the exact conditions of the gravitational pull of a new moon. And he goes up into the sky and he goes, you know what? It's heaven time, baby. Oh, yeah. We we here. (laughs) A whole flash of light just goes and everybody else is off to the side. They don't know what happened, bro. Now, I'm not going to get down and break down this fight bit by bit. But at this point, my man has gone over another evolution with his stand. Made in heaven. Great song, by the way. Very great song. (laughs) But at this point, he's achieved the power that Dio was looking for him to be able to achieve. But he he surpassed Dio in strength. Bro. Weights, like, took them. If the world stops time, and that's a problem, imagine what happens when you're able to just accelerate it. Bro, did this and you feel the effect of that? Jeez, it's like some some real. Gra- I'm telling you, if the I don't I I did not finish the Stone Ocean anime. I read the I had the pleasure of reading the manga. Yeah, it was some very violent scenes because of this one particular stand. Go look at the chapters. I don't know if this. I mean, Netflix shouldn't have censored anything. They really, didn't censor anything. No, the pan- the panels are so like. Really, really detailed. I'm, I'm a little bit shaken up, bro. And that's the first time JoJo's ever made me feel like that. Yes, at uh, all. I can personally speak. Uh, David Production did their big one because this was okay, one good. where you know in the manga, you know the panels. It's just kind of like you see a move in in between, and they're like, "Oh God!" Like we can't keep up with them. It's like kind of refers to the fact that they couldn't see him. In the anime, it just looks so gorgeous, dude. Like the the effect of his the time acceleration. You see the clouds going past all really quick, like you behind them before they notice. You know what I mean? Like you start to see like the sun fading, like all those little details of like him accelerating the time for all things around him, and, and also how he moves within that accelerated time. It's it's really really neat. But alas, Pucci's power. Broken is all hell. I mean, he can move within the accelerated time to a point to where his opponents can't really keep track of him that much. Like, it's like watching like a speeding train going by. You know what I'm saying? And if that's a person, it's not a train. It's going to go by really quick, right? He's broken right now. He's broken. Like, legitimately, he's a busted character. Like, without spoiling how the fight goes entirely. All they could do was run away. All they could do was just (laughs) Yo, this is the time, if you expected a Joe star to save the day, don't expect that. Yeah, no, because it doesn't doesn't happen. Like, sadly, my man is get to a point to where he he gets his plan, man. Like, all of Jolene, Jotaro, Anasui, Hermes, all of them just taken out in an instant. Dead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Jolene is able to get away for a little bit, but only just to be able to help my man Emporio, the real goat of part yeah, six. The, the real, uh, poor him, poor him. Poor Emporio. Oh. 
And my man Emporio is able to escape with a little something that, you know, Jolene entrusted him with. But getting away does nothing because here comes my man Enrico Pucci's second effect of that time acceleration. See, he can accelerate time farther than just saying like, oh, uh, guess what? 30 seconds passed. Ha ha. You didn't know 30 seconds passed. Like, no, no, this ain't, this ain't Diofolo. This ain't This is no. This is that times uh, every single villain's ability into like one big kaboom. It's sick shit going on. Literally a kaboom to the point to where he can make the entire universe reach the Big Bang again. Yeah. That, oh, what did I say? Busted character. He literally. There's nobody touching him right now. He's busted. Speeds up time to the point to where the universe itself reaches the heat depth of the universe and begins again. All living organisms are included in the next universe, but now they have the perception of all of the moments that they've lived through. So with my man Pucci using Made in Heaven, basically the fates of everybody who lived within his new world, it, like it, it's subconsciously in their head. Like they know, like this time you've gone through life. You remember, oh, hey, time was speeding up. I don't know what the hell that was about. You wake up bucket ass naked in a new universe and you're like, wait. I remember that, but also I know what's going to happen for the rest of my life. Life, that's insane. It's absolutely insane. But this was Dio's and by part Poochie's idea of what heaven was. They believe that the only way humanity could live in peace is if everyone is able to break the cycle uh, of fate in the sense of not having to worry about it, but just living on fate. Like fate is just there. It's just you like, already like know there's, the, no, the, there's no like struggle of living through it. Fate is just no what you live by. That shit is insane. And that's it, it's nuts, man. Like in in this is the one villain that I mean he does get what he wants because by killing Jotaro, Jolene, Hermes, and Anasui in the previous universe, this time we see versions of them that are not them. Like, it's them, but it's not them. Like, it's, 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 this shit is clones. They ain't nothing, man. Poor Imperial. He's just looking at them just crying. Yeah. He's it's like, yo, I, I don't have nobody to save. Like, it's just... All my friends are dead. Push me to push yeah. me to yeah. the <laughs> He got pushed to the end. <laughs> but it's all, all he can do at that point is just say, like, yo, all I, I, I just have to stop Enrico Pucci, you know? And yeah. Enrico Pucci, because of fate, mind you, you fucked over your brother's life. You took away his memories. You locked him in the same prison that you would wind up serving in that that Jolene would wind up in. You pushed him to a point to where when he died, the disc of his stand popped out and his friends were able to hold on to it. And when Enrico Pucci punched 
Emporio in the head. He made his brother weather reports stand power through the disc, go into Emporio's head because he was wearing the disc in his cap. Now, suddenly, this little boy has him trapped in the room of his stand, burning down the house. Really awesome stand. It's a ghost room. It's, just, yeah. it's a ghost room. It's really all you need to know. They're stuck in this ghost room. And my man Emporio says, you know what? I read one time in a book that if you increase the level of oxygen in somebody's lungs, they'll just die. And he literally just uses weather report stand to increase the level of oxygen to the point where Enrico Pucci is just choking on his own breath. And he's like, yo, he's, no. like he's, he's choking on his own breath. This is poison by breath. 101. And even in his dying breath, as he's being pushed to to die, right? Like he's being choked to death through oxygen. And the stand of weather report is just crunching its fist into Enrico Pucci's head against the floor. He's saying like, yo, like, will you not just stop and think about humanity? Like, just let me reset no, the still, universe one more time, please. He's still preaching. preaching to death, you preach to the core. He's just like, yo, I'm just doing this humanity's faith. Again, just living by the faith that he had until that's it, man. Weather report had enough. Whammed him, bammed him, slammed him. Beat that man to death. Beat him to death. And that was it. New universe. (laughs) It was a new universe for my man, Corio, where he's able to go forward with new versions of his compatriots. Uh, Jolene and, and everyone in their new versions of themselves in the new universe. And thankfully, no one else had to deal with Enrico Pucci from that point. But good Lord, like when you just consider the fact that the whole time my man was like, yo, Dio gave me a mission. I'm going to see it through. Bro, the conviction of a person who wasn't originally planning to be a villain to him to get away with it. Get everything he wants. By all means, he's that guy. A little bit too sick, but he's that guy nonetheless. Got a shout out to him. He did more than Dio. Dio would love to do this. <laughs> would love to. I'm saying, but Dio. This, this is everything. Dio didn't get to see nothing through. You know, oh, he, he packed. Enrico Pucci actually got to reset the universe. Like he said, like, yo, hey, my ops, they dead. I'm not taking them with me in this new universe. All I got to do is take care of this kid. I'm done. Sadly, the kid was just a little too smart. Too smart for his own good, but and alas. That fake thing that he had so much faith in just happened to be a little too real for his ass. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All in all, I will say Enrico Pucci stands out to me as JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, at least in the first six parts. It's greatest villain. Yes, easily. You have the different people who are set to oppose our JoJo's throughout these shows. You know, Dio Brando. We got the the Pillar Men. We got Cars. You know. Yoshikage Kira, Diavolo. The one thing that they all have in common is that they all were able to commit their acts before any of the JoJo's really were able to make them pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Like all of their acts were all done not along the way, but 
done prior to, right? They're just cool in as the villain. They're just waiting for JoJo to show up. You know what I'm saying? Because JoJo just, whichever JoJo it is, just happens to show up at the point in time where it's like, okay, no, nah, this is the point in time of your downfall. I happen to be the bringer of it. Yep. Enrico Pucci, on the other hand, this is someone who had done everything not only on the way to, but during that point. All the worst things he does is while he's trying to take out Jolene. And that's what really makes it an interesting twist for me because this is somebody who, unlike the other ones, gets away with it almost completely. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, if it was... If it wasn't for the fact that Emporio stopped him, he did commit the universe reset. He yeah, already did what he was looking he, to do. That was he, wanted. he just wanted to do it again. Yeah, he oh, just wanted to wrap man. up these things. That man was just doing that thing. He probably would have done it again. Because <laughs> at this point, he's losing his sense. All, all logic is out the way with Pucci at this point. By all means. And while he's like so crazed of a villain at no point does this man ever even consider damn maybe this wasn't the right way i've i've fucked up never a thought in Fuji's head you know it's like because at least with with you know eisen like we spoke of last week right he, he was just put to a point to where it was like all right well i mean yeah it's got to be each other that wins so yeah, yeah, cool. Whatever. Poochie. Poochie. <laughs> Poochie, to, to the point of his death, was like, nah, nah, I gotta keep doing this. What the hell? Let's, let's do <laughs> You know, imagine you still fucking shit up, and then you're in your death, and you're like, I'm not done yet. <laughs> I still got stuff to... Mind you, like I said, go ahead and read the... Watch the last episodes. Read the last chapters. See what this man Poochie has done. You really he needs to do more Absolutely not. I mean, there's nobody who gets as much done. Everybody, exactly. every other villain, they get stuff done through other people. Mm. My man Enrico Pucci, hands on, said, nah, nah, listen. Yeah, I, I did have to trust in some people, but even if they died, they were supposed to die. That's how fate was supposed to go. Everything's yeah. going according to plan. Always. No, he's a sick freak. Even to the point where he, when he's getting punched out to his death, he's like, no, this is the plan. Just let me do the plan. Let what the fuck? Like, what are y'all doing, dude? I'm in charge of all the Like, he's be the, the same, the same priest. He is now acting like he is God. Nick, you ain't God. Stop trying to be God. <laughs> The sad thing is, it's like, bro, God, you follow. That's the that was the mistake right there, bro. You picked the wrong nigga. <laughs> you was praying to the right dude, and then the wrong show, dude showed up one day, and you trusted in him. Yeah, Big mistake. Be okay. He did you one solid, and, he, and 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 he rocked your world. He made you into believer, and it's a sick freak believer. By the way, seriously. <laughs> Like a way to, there's a lot of notice me senpais 
this this is not even notice notice me sent by moment. This is like, am I doing it right? You yeah. dead, by the way. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you're in a wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, am I doing it right? And you had the person dance like, yes, yeah, slay, bitch, slay. That is the Slay, bitch, slay. bro. You're doing it. I've never seen a Joe Star get away not not put my plan into pure failure at this point. Like he's doing everything Dio has wanted to accomplish for hundreds of years ago now. Poochie just looking up at the sky. Am I serving cunt, my lord? Am I serving yeah. cunt, my lord? You got, like, you got Dio doing the polls. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Sick freak. <laughs> Sick, but I love and I love even in his flaws. I love the sick freak. He he's something else. That's why I fuck with this guy so heavy. I'm sorry. Like I'm sorry. Look, is DL the most iconic villain of the first few parts? Yeah. yeah. But are we talking about the better villain, the one who gets shit done, the one Got who done. never, never even gets there? Like like he only gets his comeuppance in the fact that he gets killed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. And There's never any Star. like, oh shit, like I, sh- <laughs> yeah, like oh maybe I'm fucking up, like no, no, no. Bro, there's none of that. <laughs> what we, you nope, wrong anime, nigga. Yes, so, I did the wrong. No, he had no. There is no qualms. There was no nothing, nothing, as a true villain should. There, nothing. I do not regret the life I've lived. <laughs> and you know, look, man, there's plenty of villains that ain't got no regrets. Run really great one mm-hmm. that we'll be getting into later on. Mm-hmm. But this one right here, this man had none because he was just blinded by what he thought was the right thing. Because what he thought he believed in was not what he believed in. Yeah, he and got pulled. No, he don't. That so makes, this is what you get. This is what you get for being the stand. Stop standing. <laughs> Stop, saying, standing. Stop, standing. Stop standing. Ultimate stand. Stop standing. You getting real sickening. You see what happened? You standing hard, buddy. Stop it. But with all of that in mind, man, it just wraps up a very, very greatly written villain. Uh, if you have not Watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I highly recommend it. Please do. Don't skip any parts. Watch it. Just watch it. Anybody who tells you to skip a part Don't is telling you they they're they're not yeah. a good they are not a good person to listen to. I dislike when people say, "Uh, you can skip." Don't do that, please. Do not. If you don't have the patience to watch something, don't watch it, bro. Please don't. Don't read or watch it. But watch it in its entirety, please. When you get to Stone Ocean, the payoff will be worth it. Yeah. Every part is good in its own right. Some are less good than others. But this one mm-hmm. is not less good than any of them. Yep. Within the collection of the six that we're talking about. So, <laughs> with that said, man, very out of the six, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be very specific within those six. Which is this the, out of all the animes, it's the best one, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I agree. 
With all that said, man, we're really glad to have been able to cover Enrico Pucci this week. We know it was a lot more of a recap on the character than others go, but you kind of have to get a chronological view with this character to see where he was led down to really even understand all of the villainy that he commits to. So, you know, a little bit of a return to how we did things in previous seasons, but we hope y'all enjoyed it nonetheless because... Enrico Pucci is just one of them ones. You one of them ones, sick freak indeed, but he, he got shit done. And I love a villain that could get get all the business out the way, man. But look, y'all know, as we mentioned a little bit about an hour ago, that man Akira Toriyama, he's back. He's back with it, and he's back serious. So we feel all we can do is make sure we continue that momentum and we touch on something a little bit familiar for y'all. You know what I'm saying? We're going back to the roots as we cover the universe's greatest tyrant, Lord Frieza himself. Not slave owner. Not a slave owner. Oh, God, I cannot wait to tell y'all how he is not a slave owner next week. But he is entirely an evil real estatesman a tyrant, a cackling villain, and a character I really love. I love him too, man. Can't wait to get into it. But until then, as y'all know, like always, subs lie, dubs lie. We don't and never will. It's your boy, Jay. Your boy, D, man. We out of here. Peace. I like you, boys.